Amen. Well, as we mentioned, this is our third week on this series, Thinking Outside the Box. And, and you know, we try to define what is thinking in the box. What do we mean by that? Well, we mean in the box thinking, if you just picture a box over my head and use your imagination, well, that box has pre-measured limitations. It is what it is. And what I mean by in the box thinking is small thinking, limited thinking, thinking with pre-measured limitations. For example, a person who can't and won't think outside what they've already experienced. In other words, they're limited in their thinking by what did I do last time, and that's my only answer. It's my only response, and there's far more than that. A person with small thinking is trapped with the mentality This is the way we've always done this or that. Therefore, there are no other options. And that really is a small way of thinking because God can do things so many ways. One of the things that I've taught, and that is don't concern yourself about how God does something. Focus on believing him to do it. In other words, I'm focusing on what it is that I desire. I'm not going to focus on how God accomplishes it. God can accomplish it any way he pleases. He's God. I'm not going to concern myself with that. And see, if you'll learn to do that, and it's easier said than done, because how many of you prayed, oh dear, oh Lord, let me help you help me. And you give God instructions on exactly how he should do things. Everybody say, oh me. Because every one of you have prayed that way at some point or another. You prayed, Lord, make this happen. Lord, change this. You are limiting God's ability to get in there. Don't concern yourself how he'll do it. You know, the world may say that's impossible. So what? My God's bigger than the world. And so I've heard people say, I want a raise. I really need a raise. But this is what they'll tell me. But you don't understand, Pastor. This is the amount they give. What does that have to do with anything? Is God bound by what your company decided they would do in your life? Now, you say, well, what if it won't change? Then God's going to find you a better job. If you limit yourself, this is the only way it can happen. Is this way, what did you do? Now you only gave God a little bit to work with. He has to work within the confines of this. And guess what? God can't change people. Let me give you an illustration of this. Many years ago, my old pastor, when he was traveling, he wasn't a pastor at the time, he was a traveling minister. And he was wearing out vehicle after vehicle after vehicle. And he needed something really nice to travel in. Because how many of you know, you don't want to be traveling. I'm a prosperity preacher. And you come in in something that's putting out three different colors, green and, and you know, black and, and everything, and boom, crack, ba-boom, you know, as you pull in the driveway. That's not going to impress anybody. And so he was, he was believing God. His faith was growing. And uh, he was believing God for a new van, you know, a conversion van that he could travel in that would be big enough, you know, if somebody else is driving, he could take a nap and that kind of thing. He could feel comfortable in it. And so he had his faith out there, and the Lord told him that it was his. The Lord told him, I'm going to give you this da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so he knew he had it. And time was passing, and it wasn't happening. And time was passing, and it wasn't happening. And he's really wearing out this other one. And finally, he went to the Lord in prayer, and the Lord told him this. 
He said, I have spoken to multiple people and they won't obey me. So is God wanting to give it to him? Yes. Does he want to use someone to do it? Yes. Would there be a blessing in it for that person? Yes. Right? But God is not going to make anybody do anything. He spoke to this man who had the money to go write the check for it. But he wouldn't obey. And so he spoke to this person and this person. And none of them were obeying. So the Lord finally told him this. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go buy the vehicle and I'll make the payments. Because the Lord didn't have any other choice. He was kind of like stuck here because these people he's talking to aren't obeying him in his life. So he said, you go get the vehicle and I'll make the payment. And the Lord supernaturally provided extra income all the time to make the payment. Did he get what he needed? Yes. But what if he only was willing to see it one way? No, if, the, if it doesn't show up my driveway completely paid for, I'm not going to, it's over. I guess it can't happen. See, don't limit God and how he can get something done. Y'all follow me? See, but if you get in the box thinking, if, you, if you're narrow in your thinking, you will lock yourself in. This is the only way it can happen. I, I shared with you one time where I was working for a company and I wanted a raise. I wanted quite a significant raise and I knew the Lord put me in this company. Well, the problem was that there was no avenue for me to the promotion and to get the raise I wanted. And I didn't want no 50 cent raise. What's 50 cents going to do me? And I know some people are, woo, 50 cents. Well, you know, it's okay, but it's not really going to make any real changes. Knock you in the next tax bracket and they take out more than you got in the raise. I wanted a significant raise. I'm talking I wanted several more dollars an hour. Bump. And so I got myself full of faith in the word. And then I went ahead and prayed and I called it forth and, and I believed I received. And every day I'd walk around that company, every single day, at my lunchtime or break time or any time I had, and I'd thank God for my raise. And I would say this, Lord, I don't care if you have to rearrange the whole company. It don't matter to me. I don't care how you do it. I wasn't trying to tell God how to do it. In fact, I was glorifying him. He could do it any way he pleases. And I would continually confess, Lord, I don't care if you have to rearrange the entire structure of how they do things just for me that's okay i don't care and i'm glorify the lord and i would do this well about a month and a half or so went by and and we got this news that the company was hiring professionals to come in we were a pretty large corporation we had about probably at the time close to a thousand people or more working there what they wanted to do is bring someone in to evaluate our company relative to our compensation to you know around the nation to see where we were at and so and we were doing really well at the time okay they would never do that if we weren't doing well you know they just want to keep it cool but we were doing well and so they did this and I remember having a meeting with someone and filling out some paperwork and talking to some person and okay next next and you know I did my thing and all of a sudden about two weeks later I get a call into my boss's office and he said, you're getting promoted to this position that they just created. They just created, and you're going to get this amount more money. Now, I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing two weeks earlier. Nothing changed except now my title is a little bit bigger, and my pay is in ca- I don't care if you call me the floor sweeper. If you give me more money, what do I care? You know what I'm saying? Call me bottom of the barrel, but give me more money. I'm okay. What do I care? I'm not worried about title, and titles don't get you anywhere. When have you bought a cup of coffee with titles, right? It's moolah. Everybody say moolah. 
Yeah, that's right. And so moolah is what you need, what you want to see improved. So that happened. God literally rearranged the entire company. And a few guys rode on behind me. In other words, they were blessed because I was blessed. Remember Lot? He was blessed because of who? Abraham. Lot wasn't a goody-goody. In fact, where did he go? He took his money and took off to Sodom and Gomorrah. Right? I mean, it's not like he was good-hearted and, and, you know, loving God and putting him first in every area, you know. He was just related to Abraham. Well, sometimes you can have people hanging around you that can get caught in the blessing. And I knew that. I knew that you guys, a few of you, are riding on my coattail because I'm blessed, you're blessed. They didn't last, I did. But the reality is, can God change a whole company just for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. But see, if you have small thinking, you won't think that. No, it can only happen this way. The only way I can get out of debt is this way. It must be this way. Well, now you've, you've told God the only way I can believe you is this way. And you might have two ways to do it, one way to do it. And God could come up with a thousand ways. I mean, you might say, it can only happen this way. I get some increase and sell a few things, and if I pay things down and oh, I don't know, 20 years now, I'll, I'll get out of debt. Well, how about God just pay it off in one big swoop? Could that happen? Absolutely. Now, it may not happen that way, but I'm not going to limit the possibility of it happening that way, right? Amen? And so we want to make sure that we're not living in that box. The -the in-the-box small thinking makes it hard to envision bigger or better in life. It only can see what it's been in all along. This is the way we've always been. Small thinking will keep someone from coming up with a solution to a problem outside of their previous experiences. They're stuck in there because that's the only way it happens. That's limited thinking. The same small thinking will stifle creativity to invent or create something that's never existed. In fact, I remember one time reading someone say, way back, this may be way back in like, I don't know, early 1900s, mid-1800s, and they were in the patent office, the U.S. patent office, and they were quoted as saying, everything that has been invented has been invented. Nothing else can be invented. Now, isn't that absolutely nuts? How many of you know there's a lot of things that are here now that weren't there then? What the problem was, they thought that was it. That was the only thing. I guarantee you that when we went from horse and buggy to a car or the, or the railroad, even as slow as they might have been, that, man, we have achieved. I mean, we are here we are. It's like 1895, and, and it's like our space odyssey, 1999. That was it to them. Man, we are in the future. And I mean, that's it. We're going six miles an hour without a horse. And I mean, we have hit it. Or maybe electricity. Man, look at that bulb. (laughs) I mean, that's it. Man, we have hit the epitome of everything. And I have you know, we're way, way, way beyond that. Somebody who can say, nope, there's nothing you can do is somebody who will pass you by doing it. And so the reality is, why not think big? Why not think big? I don't know if I get this quote right, but I heard this, and I don't even know who said it. Something about, if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you're among the stars. <laughs> right? In other words, you're, if, if, listen to me. If you set the bar here, okay, 
That's as far as you can go, right? Why not set the bar really high and at least you might shoot past that and be up here? You may not reach your goal as soon as you think, but you're farther along than you were if you did nothing, right? And so we might as well think bigger. It reminds me of hearing a preacher one time, an older person went up to them and they were like in their late 50s and they believed the Lord was calling them to be a doctor and they were con- you know contemplating on going to school and all the things that you have to do to become a doctor you're talking you know eight years at least of all the stuff you have to do the person said you know how old I'll be by the time I graduate and he said well how will we be if you don't same so you might as well be farther ahead right See, a lot of it is just the way you think. So what we want to do is, again, blow the lid off that box, so to speak. Proverbs 23, 7, as we've said, New American Standard Bible says, For as he thinks within himself, so he is. As he thinks within himself, so he is. You are who you see yourself on the inside. You are limited to your thought life in that respect. You are limited by what you think. So the goal that we've had in this series is to kind of use our thinking to gauge where we're at and where do we need to expand it so we can go beyond that, so we can grow. Now, our imagination is the key to thinking outside the box. I've said this every week, and I really want you to get a hold of this. If we change our thoughts, our actions will change. That will result in real change. You just changing your thinking is kind of like the first step to change. You change your thinking, which will affect your actions, and that will change everything. Okay? You can't just be in this mental thing and stop there. But if you change your thoughts, your actions will change. Therefore, you will see real change in your life. The only way this can happen is if we change our thinking. I want you to think about this for a moment. Our thoughts are powerful. Every action that you've ever committed, every invention ever thought up, every word ever spoken, everything ever created, even by God Himself, started with a single thought. Everything started with a thought. And so don't ever discount your thoughts and think, oh, they don't matter. In fact, I've heard people say, oh, your thoughts don't matter. They're not that important. They're actually vital, vital, vitally important because your thoughts, you've never done anything without thinking about it first, right? Think about it for a minute. I mean, if I'm going to pick my right arm up, didn't I have to think about picking my right arm up before I did it? Every action, every word you've ever spoken was a thought And then it came out your mouth. Think about God in creating everything in Genesis 1. He thought about it. He imagined. He pictured. Boy, doesn't he think big. I mean, he thinks, he didn't think just the earth, the universe. He, I mean, he is way beyond where we're at. I mean, we, that's why we want to grow, to be more like Daddy God. Amen? To be think more like him. But when he thought, (laughs) man, he thought. And he spoke. And man, there was so much behind that. How many of you know how many creatures there are on this planet? You don't. And there's probably some we don't even know about. And even under the sea, they're always making new discoveries. Think about that for a minute. 
And God created them all from the very beginning. It's almost mind-blowing, but the fact is God doesn't think small. What I want to encourage you is to think about what you're thinking about. (laughs) Think about what you're thinking about. When you catch yourself thinking small, when you catch yourself thinking doubts, when when you catch yourself thinking this is the only way, you need to correct that. You need to stop and say, wait a minute now, that's not my God. He's not limited and I'm not limited. And stop and address those thoughts. Listen to me carefully. We cannot pray or do beyond our thinking. I want, to, I want you to really think about that. You see, God can do what man says is impossible. God has no limits except us. Except us. You see, listen carefully. Our believing God is how God works with us and through us. Is that correct? Everybody agree with me? Our believing God is how He works with us and through us. If our believing is limited by small thinking, then God is limited in our life. He's limited in our life. It's not that God can't do it. It's that He can't go beyond what we can believe. Now, I want to stretch your thinking a little bit and connect your believing to your thinking. You all know this verse. If you want to turn there real quickly, Ephesians, in fact, let's do that. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. This is one of the scriptures we gave you to to memorize. I'm not going to ask everybody if they've memorized and confessed these scriptures that we have talked about, but if you truly want to see change, It starts with doing that simple thing. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Most of you, if not all of you, might be able to quote this by heart. Now to him who is able. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the Lord, right? We're talking about God, right? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. How many know it's three different levels here? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. All that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. According to the Holy Spirit that is at work within us, right? Now, think about this for a minute. He said what we can ask or think. What we can ask or think. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Another translation I remember reading was what we can ask or imagine, okay, so what our imagination is, what we can picture, what, what our thoughts are, what we can think about, isn't our imagination and what we ask related to our thoughts. You can't escape this. Your thoughts. So God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Well, wouldn't it be wise to think big? <laughs> to let him do what? Really big. Really big. But see... Our small thinking kind of limits God in the sense he can still do exceedingly abundantly above, but how about we raise the bar and raise the bar? That gives God more and more room. Well, isn't my thinking then affecting my believing, which is affecting my faith? And faith is how we receive things from God. Faith is how we change things in this world. How do we overcome the world? By faith but see if i have small thinking my faith can't be bigger than my thinking 
How do I get bigger thinking? I change it with the Word of God. I change it with the Word of God. So we absolutely need to realize our thoughts are important, and we want to expand our ability to believe. Now, as I said, God's Word provides faith, and that faith in our heart can believe. But we can't believe beyond our imagination or thinking. (laughs) If I can't see myself with it, then I can't have faith for it. Because faith is expecting. But I'm not expecting something that I can't believe for. I'm not expecting something that I can't imagine. Y'all getting that? It really is pretty simple when you think about it. If I expand my thinking through God's word, my faith grows. And if my faith grows, my believing grows. And therefore, I'm able to what? Accomplish more with God than I could otherwise. So if our thinking is small and limited, then our believing is small and limited. Our thoughts, as I said, I cannot express the level of importance our thoughts are. For as a person, again, thinks within himself, so he is. So the question I want to ask real quick is, how do we really change as a person? What I mean is, how do we grow into all that God has for us? God has done so many wonderful things. we got Third John verse 2, which tells us that God wants us to prosper in all things in life. Right? That means all things. How, have we, we discovered the meaning of all. Do we need to look up the Greek meaning of all? All means what? All. All. Every. There's nothing left out. So God wants us to prosper in every area, all areas of life. That means everything. That means if I go to an amusement park, does God want me to prosper when I'm there? Right? When I go to the mall and my wife wants to shop, because I don't want to, but do I expect to prosper when I'm there? Yeah. Now, no one's giving me money, although it's possible. No one's necessarily giving me money, but I could always be at the right place at the right time finding the best deal. It's like they just come to me. Guess what? It happens like that in real life for me. Why? I'm believing big. I'm believing that everywhere I go, I'm always at the right place at the right time. And I have favor everywhere I go, and I fully expect it. Now, what's faith? Faith is expecting. But if I don't have my thinking set that way, then I'm not going to be expecting, and I'm not in faith. So you have to change the way you think. A lot of people think, oh, great, it's another vacation. I wonder what will go wrong this year. I wonder what will happen. Who's going to get sick? What are we going to forget and lose? What's going to cost us three times as much money? Right? Well, if you have that kind of thinking, what are you expecting? (laughs) Those type of things to happen. Right? Your thinking is geared towards that. Therefore, (laughs) that's what you're believing for because you start opening your mouth and talking. And you don't even realize, I would never say anything like that, Pastor. (laughs) I've heard everything. And if I call someone on the carpet over, don't you tell me. I'm not doing that. I'm a faith man. Well, faith comes from what? The word. I didn't hear the word come out of your mouth. I heard everything opposite. Can you have faith without the word of God? It's not possible. It's not possible. So when someone says, I'm a faith person, don't you tell me I'm not a faith person. If I don't hear the word of God, you can't be a faith person. It's that simple. It's so easy, guys. It's not like, what's the mystery of walking by faith? 
Get in the Word, number one. <laughs> you know, start talking it, reading it, memorizing it, meditating on it, and, and then start confessing it, and then start acting on what you know to do. That's simple. I just gave it to you, ABC. It's that simple. It's not a mystery. But the devil would like you to think, I'm missing part of the formula. I, I, I must be doing something wrong. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, I don't know, God doesn't think much of me. Or maybe, maybe you know, there's sin in my life. Or maybe this, or maybe that. Don't make it more complicated than it really is. And don't blame everything on the devil. We give him way too much credit. The devil, listen to me, the devil only has room in your life when you give it to him. Other than that, he's lost all authority in your life. Amen? That's the word. And so if he's, and if he is disrupting some things, then deal with it. Don't pray to God about the devil. You deal with the devil. Listen to me. How many of you, if you saw bugs in your house, would go get a can of raid and kill the bugs? Or would you say, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, this is your son. Would you thou take care of the bugs in here? He'd say, why don't you go get a can of raid and go kill them? Isn't that simple? It's too easy. You know, it's too simple. All right. So how do we change? In other words, God promises that we can prosper in all things. But here's the catch. If I can't imagine myself prospering in every area, or even any area, then I can't. And I'm stuck right there. Because I can't be expecting something I'm not looking for. And I'm not going to think or look for something that I don't think I can have. And so we have to change our thinking. We have to think different. God paid a high price through Jesus for you and I to live and walk free from sin, from poverty, from sickness, from any wicked thing the devil has, any kind of wicked thing. He made a way through Christ for us to live in victory now in this lifetime. So how do we experience this? Because there's so many Christians who are not experiencing this. They're not experiencing this day to day. They live a defeated life and they scratch their head wondering why. Why aren't things changing? I'm doing what this says, but I don't see a change. I really do believe it all comes down to this. It all comes down to our thoughts. A lot of it. It just comes down to our thoughts. It comes down to changing our thinking. I want to read to you Romans 12.2, if you want to write it down. Romans 12.2. I'm going to read it to you in the easy-to-read version. It's called the ERV. But just listen to what it says, all right? Don't change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Now, let me read that again, the last part. Let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. How is God going to get us to transform or change? A new way of thinking, okay? He's already done it. You and I are already members of the body of Christ. God has completed everything. That's why we call it the completed work of Christ. He's already done what he's going to do. He's already defeated the devil. He's already made provision for everything we will ever need. All those things are covered. He paid for sickness. He paid for disease. He paid for poverty. He paid for everything. But yet, why are we not seeing as much of that in our life like we'd like to see? It really comes down to thinking. It comes down to thinking. In other words, 
if we really want to change, we have to change the way we're thinking. And then it goes on to say, then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You'll be able to know what is good and pleasing to Him and what is perfect. You'll know how to live. But if you don't change your thinking, you're still going to do the same old thing. And what do you get if you keep on doing the same old thing? The same old thing. See, some people live like a hamster wheel, and they wonder, why aren't things changing in my life? Why am I not seeing? I'm hearing all these good things preached about what God's done for me. Well, the problem is they're still thinking like the old man. They're not thinking like the new person they are. Or they got trapped by some sort of religious thoughts. And these religious thoughts are saying, for example, a religious thought might be, God heals some of the time, but you never know. After all, everything's a mystery with Him. Or it might be, God wants us to prosper spiritually, brother, but you shouldn't have too much money. Because after all, money is what? Well, it's the way of the devil. It's going to lead you the wrong way. Y'all understand? These are religious thoughts that sometimes we can have in our mind. Or I can't have those nice things. After all, the poor should get my extra money. And so, now, why can't I do both? Why can't I have both? Why can't I grow to the point... Listen to me, what does God want for us? He wants us, what, to grow... Like, for example, financially, to where what? We not only have everything we need and more, but we can give into every good work. And see, we have to change our mentality to see, I don't have to drive junk. I don't have to wear ugly things. But what I'm saying is, maybe you could move it up a level. There are some people that never been in certain stores because they just, wow. I remember the first time my wife and I, we were visiting some city and we don't have these things around here, okay, in Tulsa. But it was one of these uh, fancier stores. I just can't think of the name. I remember walking in there with her one day because we had never been in there. And I knew why right off the bat after I looked at a couple of prices. And I'm thinking, there was this shirt like $155. Just a, a ripped up pair of jeans, $240. A, a pair of women's shoes, 690 I mean, it was like, Wow. And I'm looking at the people, some of the people I saw in there, and I'm, I'm looking at them thinking, what kind of job do they have that they could shop in here? I mean, man, they must be making the bank. And I'm thinking, who knows? But my point is, for me, that was like, <laughs> I'm thinking, dear Lord, I'm $155 on just one regular looking shirt. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it wasn't anything like glowing, you know. <laughs> it wasn't making me Superman or giving me superpowers. And I'm thinking, I just had a hard time, like, man. But I remember, I remember when $40 would have, uh, 40 bucks for just one shirt. Uh, wow. Well, I, I, can, I can handle that, you know what I'm saying? I can maybe handle a little bit more, but 150 55, that's pushing it for me. But see, I've grown in my thinking. I've, I don't think like I used to at one point. So, and I tell my wife, she used to be really frugal. She still is some, it's her nature. She's very frugal when it comes to shopping. And so she'll look for the clearance and, and all. But one, every once in a while, I want to say, I'll catch her looking at something real nice and new. And I'm like, well, what about that? I saw you looking at that. Oh, that's just too much money. 
And I'm thinking, honey, if that's what you want, then get it. I mean, if that's really what you want. I don't want you buying something just to buy it, and you don't really want it, and you're very rarely going to wear it. But that you like. Why can't you have what you like and always have to settle for, well, you know, this is cheaper. Everybody say, oh, me. See, we're never going to grow in our thinking if we're right there and having a problem. We want to say, man, I would love to give $100,000 to the gospel in a year. Wouldn't it be awesome? You're never going to get there if you fall apart over a $155 t-shirt. Because if you're having a meltdown about that, how are you going to think big enough to give away $100,000? Now, I'm not saying even if I had a million dollars every year in my hands that I would go out and spend $155 on a shirt. I'm not implying that, but I'm implying if I choke at something like that, what does it say about me? It says I'm not that big in my thinking. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody follow what I'm saying? I mean, there are people in this world that are so wealthy, they would drop three or four million in a weekend shopping. And they took their private jets all the way across the world to hit New York City to do a weekend shopping, drop three or four million, and then go back. And they would think nothing of it. It was nothing to them. Well, they're in the billions. So don't we got room to grow? (laughs) <laughs> we got room to grow amen see and now are some of you what a waste what an awful waste they're awful waste but but what if they had billions and they dropped three or four million in the shopping but they also you don't know about the hundred million they gave to missions but you ain't ever going to be able to give a hundred million if you're freaking out about three or four million shopping you're, ne- you're never going to grow. So what we want to do is constantly grow, to develop, to strengthen our faith, to think bigger. Remember the minister I told you about that would drive around looking at really big homes he couldn't afford? He would go look at cars he couldn't afford? Why? He was trying to change his thinking. He was seeing himself there. See, he'll never have it if he doesn't do it. How am I going to be able to give $100,000 a year above and beyond any kind of salary to, to the kingdom of God if I can't see myself doing it, right? I won't expect it. I can't have faith for something I can't see myself doing. But the word of God builds hope. The word of God builds an expectation. The word of God says, yeah, I can grow. And we should always be desiring to grow. All right, real quickly, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the New Living Translation says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, wait a minute now. I thought God already did make us a new creation in Christ. Did he? Did he already make us new creations in Christ? Everybody. Okay. Yes, he did. Well, then why is he saying, let me read it again, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. The reality is you are everything God says you are. You can do and you can have everything God says you'd have, but you are limited by knowledge. You are limited by thinking. And when you got born again, your thinking did not change. You still have to renew your mind, transforming yourself into the person you really are, who God says you are, to really experience it. That's where a lot of Christians fail. 
they get born again. They know something changed on the inside, but they're not seeing it all on the outside. Well, the reality is they didn't change their thinking. That's one of the reasons we have services like this. So that we can teach the Word of God, you can get into it. Man, I need to change my thinking. How many degree? We need to change our thinking. And so you take that, you start acting on it, and then it begins to transform you as you do it. And you begin to think bigger. You begin, your faith begins to grow. Amen? And that's our whole goal. So the problem is, in our mind, our thinking didn't change as said when we received Christ. We're still thinking like the old man, so we need to renew our mind. How do we do that? Well, we take the Word of God, and we begin to focus on it, think on it, read it, speak it, listen to it, sing it, whatever it takes. And that Word of God begins to slowly change our thinking. And it's in changing our thinking to line up with God's thinking that we begin to experience the life of God in every area of our life. For example, when you begin to think this, when you begin to think, by his stripes I am healed, therefore I'm the healed of the Lord. When you begin to think, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. When you begin to think, I'm no longer under the dominion of sin or Satan, you're headed for growth and increase in your life. When those are your thoughts, you begin to think like God. It all starts, though, with changing our thinking renewing our mind to think like our limitless God. Let me give you some scripture if you want to write this down. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said, with men things are impossible, but with God all things are possible. Are all things possible? Who are they possible with though? With God, right? With God. But let me say this, listen closely. There is nothing impossible for God. However, There are limitations, and many of them with man. Man working with God removes those limits. Man working with God. How do I work with God? Change my thinking. Change my thinking to think like the person I really am. Amen? Mark 9, 23. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible. And that type of thinking removes the box. There are no limits. God could potentially offer a million ways to solve a problem. And he definitely could. He might be able to give you billions and trillions of ways to solve a problem. You see, God is not limited by natural law. He knows everything. He is everywhere. He is all-powerful. Change your thinking, line your thoughts with His revealed thoughts in His Word. As I said a moment ago, you are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do, but you might tell me, I sure don't feel like it. I'm sure not seeing it in my life. I'm sure not seeing the victory I want in every area. Well, then change your thinking in that area. Line it up with God's Word. You see, you can't confess what you're not thinking about. But if you begin to change your thinking, then it will slip out your mouth. And now, as you just meditate, as you speak it, I don't mean talking to the mountain. I'm talking about you just begin to confess that Word. What are you doing? You heard the Word, that's a seed. And then you read the Word, that's a seed. And then you spoke the Word, that's a seed. Now, what do you get if you keep on planting seeds and you water it? You get a harvest. What's the harvest? Whatever the seed is that you were sowing. Amen? So, but it all starts with changing our thinking. 1 John 4.4 4 is another good example. 
you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So say this with me. Everybody say this with me. Say, I'm a child of God. I'm a world overcomer. I have already overcome the devil in Christ because the greater one, greater than sin, greater than the devil, greater than any problem or any difficulty lives in me. Now, see, you're not going to think like that naturally. You have to get in the Word, take that Word, and begin to change your thinking. Now, how do I know somebody's been doing that? Because if I asked you to give me a quick confession of a scripture that you've been meditating on, what's going to happen? You're just going to pump it out, right? But when everybody goes, uh, uh, give me just a second, Pastor. Um, um, I know it's, it's in the Bible. I know it. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's that, uh, you know, what does that tell me? What does it tell me? They're not doing that. They're not in the Word. They're not reading it. They're not meditating it. They're not memorizing it. They're not in it. Where does faith come from? Man. So how can I have faith for something? How can I be expecting? How can I see it in my life? Listen to me. I was telling someone this the other day. It takes fuel to run your car, right? Unless you got electric. Some wise guy someday will say, i got electric. But it, it takes fuel, okay, in the average car. <laughs> but if there's no fuel, does the car go anywhere? No. You could push it. You could roll it. But it ain't going anywhere like it's supposed to. Well, your faith is the same way. If there's no fuel in your tank, if there's no word in your tank, your faith vehicle ain't going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. You understand? It's that simple. So we want to fill ourselves up with the Word. I, I want to give you a little bit more. We're going to obviously do things different tonight than we, we have in the last couple of weeks. Genesis eighteen fourteen. Just write this down. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Say that with me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Isn't that changing our thinking? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I don't care what your problems. I don't care what the challenge is. Is it too hard for the Lord? But see, again we got to change our thinking to realize, wait a minute now, wait a minute. It's not too hard for the Lord. And we got to stir ourselves up and feed on that Word. There's nothing too difficult or hard for my God. Jesus is the answer to every problem. Any problem. It doesn't matter what it is. He's got the answer. And He even told you to go to Him to get it. <laughs> Amen? Now listen, Philippians 4.13, a simple scripture most of you know. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you know how many times I hear, I can't do that? I can't do that. I could never do that. I can't do that. And it could be about anything. But wait a minute now. Either you're right or God's right. Right? Either you're right or God's right. The, the Word says here, I can do all things. What is the Greek meaning of all? All. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if we say we can't do something, then what are we doing? Are we calling the Lord a liar? He said we can. He said we can. He said all things are possible. He said nothing is too difficult for the Lord. But sometimes we'll say, nope, can't happen, no way, no how. Doctor said, nope, no way. 
Doctor said, no way, this is the only way it can happen. Nope, 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 nope. And we've locked ourselves in. Thus saith the doctor. The doctor said, who, by the way, his sign says practice. He's still practicing, okay? The fact is, the doctor's not God. He's not God. But God said, and now I've given you a bunch of stuff, guys, to memorize and meditate on so far. Listen to me. You can do all things. Why? Because God said so. And that's it. You can do all things because God said so. I'm encouraging, agree with God. Not the circumstance, not the challenge. Agree with God. Don't even agree with your old thought life. Your family might have said, it's foolish to think you can accomplish anything. I've actually heard parents say, I'm a realist. I just told my kids, no, you'll never become president. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, is that, is anything possible with God? Anything means anything. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means anything, all things. I would never tell someone, no, nah, you're not. I've seen you. You're not that coordinated. You're never going to become this or that. You know, <laughs> The fact is, things can change. You know that Thomas Edison, they thought he was tapped when he was young, when he was a kid. They said, oh, he'll never be anything. Just just help him get a day labor job or something. Something repetitive. I mean, and he ends up what? Being a great inventor, doing all kinds of things that he would never give up. And he ended up being a great, great man to change the world as we know it. You understand what I'm saying? But the reality is he didn't listen to those who said, just, just go to the day labor job. Just do something simple. Do something real easy and repetitive. Nope, I'm glad he didn't listen. How about you? Might have taken a little longer to get the light bulb. <laughs> you know, maybe we'd still be in the dark now. Who knows? The fact is this. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can face anything, any problem, any challenge, and I will overcome. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. See, this is how we change our thinking. By saying God's word, by digging in God's word, you change your thinking by feeding yourself God's word. You eat it, you consume it like bread. You get it inside you. Well, how do you do that? Just what I said earlier. You read it, you memorize it, you meditate on it by just saying it over and over to yourself. You confess it. You can, there's so many songs. I mean, it, it, go get a bunch of David Ingalls songs. Man, he's got stuff rich in the, I don't know of anything that's greater than his music when it comes to the written word put to song. I mean, if you, especially the new creation or the Pauline revelation, what God says about us and who we are in Christ, that's some of the best stuff. I mean, it may not be the hippest stuff going on around, but the reality is it's still good for you. In other words, these things in the word of God will help expand your thinking. And if you expand your thinking, you expand your believing and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing you face will be impossible. Otherwise, if you choose not to and say, no, that's a lot of work. I really don't want to. Well, again, if you always do the same things, what are you going to get? The same things. If you want change, it's just like giving. Everybody, I want to be blessed. I want to grow. I want to increase. But they do the same thing every Sunday. They do the same thing every time in their life. And they wonder why things aren't changing. Well, why would they increase? You didn't sow anymore. It's the same thing with this. Spend more time sowing the word of God in your life, and what will you see? Increase. Increase. Amen?